Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hey, we haven't done this show in a little while. The Death Lineup, talking Warriors hoop. This has been a very newsworthy less summer i feel i think everything happened and then all of a sudden nothing has happened even the schedule coming out and the midseason season tour- uh, tournament information I, that didn't really even i, I feel like the nfl's when it, when they do stuff like this just way bigger and people talk about it way more i didn't sense that from the nba stuff did you i guess i didn't no i feel like some of the teams made their own individual uh, schedule release type of marketing videos. But other than that, no, I haven't seen that many people. Like even last year, I felt like we were way more hyped about it as a franchise, as a fan base than it seems like we are this year. Um, so yeah, I have no clue what that means. If that means it was just a, not as much of a, a storyline summer where two of the biggest storylines of the summer are just in limbo, you know, with Lillard and Harden on where they'll end up. So uh, maybe maybe that's stalling a little bit of the hype. And even like, let's say the Damian Lillard trade happened. It's still not the a giant story. Like Lillard is a top 15, top 20 player. It's not like he's a top five player. Same with Harden. If this was Harden five years ago, maybe. But none of the, yeah, the, none, none of the big names really... I, I like. I feel like Chris Paul going to the Warriors is kind of like more interesting than what yeah. happens with Lillard because Lillard, I think it's something of it's something about Miami though, right? Like we talked about Lillard going to Boston or Lillard going to the Lakers or Lillard going to even Philadelphia. Like that, I feel like that's a way bigger storyline than for some reason the Zombie Heat. Just it doesn't feel like the big market that it should feel like. And and it should because, especially because they were in the finals this year. <laughs> and still, I think people see them as like the, the secret, the secretly good team that is just, you know, with this unit, they, you know who they kind of remind me of? And this is a weird crossover for sports, but they kind of remind me of the Giants from a baseball perspective because the Giants have a lot of money, great market, yet they try and win on the margins almost to a detriment, and they don't really have that star to bail them out. And similarly with Miami, like the the sum of the parts is great, and and Jimmy Butler as a as a top guy is pretty darn good. 
Like they just don't have that one sexy player that makes them like the national favorite. Like no one's saying, oh, clearly the Heat's winning the NBA championship. Like no one's saying that going into this year. And so maybe that's what Lillard would have been for them is to be like, that's the one guy that they would get that people would go, okay, they're going to win. They're going to win the title or they're going to get back to the finals, but not being able to pull the trigger on that deal. It just has them feeling like the same old heat to me. And that's what they, they feel like the same old heat, like every year. So I don't know why Jimmy Butler can't get the national love that some of these other guys get. Like, sure. Maybe his game's not the most entertaining. Maybe he's not the three point shooter. He's not the crazy dunker, but he has a great personality and he's like really funny. And, you know, he, he just turns into like a top five player every time the playoffs come around. So I'm not entirely sure why he can't um, get that appraised. I and mean, maybe it is his play style, but again, he just, he's so fun to watch when he's just going at Drew Holiday and hitting tough mid-range shots and getting in people's faces. He's not in shoe commercials. That's why he's not like, he's not in the big brands that a lot of the star players are like, think about what Steph has done this summer. He was marketing he was uh for his documentary he's going on podcasts steph doesn't feel like a fair comparison though no no but i'm just saying the national players like jimmy butler's not doing okay, but any of that stuff what is what has devin booker done and he feels like someone who has that he's got he's got his own shoe coming out for one the the d the the book one is coming out i have out. no idea yeah he's got that but yeah i mean he he's a little bit low-key too he's not you know, he's not super out there, out there yet, but he's he's still pretty young. But I, I guess I just feel like for whatever reason, the NFL, you know, Aaron Rodgers could, uh, you know, go to the restroom and it's like a story all over the Internet. And yet the for, for basketball, like they, it's almost like they're they're trying so hard to do that and they just can't do it. And, and football's king. So it's not the not the greatest comparison, but. Yeah, I just found this summer to be, I don't know, a little a little slow. Even the FIBA stuff, which we'll talk about in a little bit, the 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 basketball World Cup. Like Ant Edwards is getting a little bit of love coming out of that thing, but nobody's really covering it. The Athletic only has one beat writer. It's not an important tournament. But I just feel like if you if you said, "Oh, we're doing this football world league and, you know, some who 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 would be like a uh, Ant Edwards comparison in the NFL. Jamar Chase is leading this team. Like I, I feel like it gets some pretty good coverage, but the poor FIBA is not. But you know what did get some amazing coverage, and this got like a few days of coverage. And I was so surprised. Steph Curry goes on Gilbert Arenas's podcast. I didn't even know Gilbert Arenas had a podcast. <laughs> Gilbert Arenas, former Warrior. He's uh, he does his podcast and he basically asks Steph about if he is the best point guard in the history of the NBA. And what would Steph possibly have said other than yes? You expect him to say no? So the, all of this stuff gets crazy covered. Uh, all you know, Stephen A. Smith agreed with Steph and said yes, and then Michael Jordan texted Stephen A. Smith and said, it's got to be magic. Here's my problem with this comparison. I don't really consider Steph Curry to be a traditional point guard. Like if you wanted to compare styles of play or maybe impact on the game, you'd probably move 
LeBron to the Magic comparison, Magic and Larry comparison, and you'd move Michael Jordan to the Steph Kobe stuff. Like there's uh, those are the 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 two buckets that I sort of see as far as impact, but. Steph's not a traditional point guard. He's going to bring the basketball up. Draymond Green is is the traditional point guard on this basketball team. Yeah. Um, it's tough because, you know, obviously I want to go Curry, but I didn't watch Magic. You know, me growing up, like before the whole Curry thing, when he got drafted, it was, you know, my grandpa always telling me, oh, Magic Bird or you, Magic Bird, Bill Russell, Will Chamberlain. And like, I didn't see Mike. Bill or Wilt, so. Yeah. So it's it's, it's kind of tough when you didn't get to watch the player play, but I do know that, I mean, I don't want to take a slight at Magic, but how many did he get with Kareem, who we all pretty much say is a top six, seven player of all time? Uh, he got all of his titles with Kareem. He did not win one without Kareem. So <laughs> Steph was able to do two with KD, two without, and KD is not even regarded as a top 10 player of all time. I just feel like, Steph, the way he changed the game, like Gilbert Arenas talks about, is that you don't hear kids, you don't see kids trying to be magic, you see kids trying to be Steph. And that doesn't mean anything about best player of all time. That just shows who's changed the game more. Um, but that, along with what he was able to do with the the with the roster he had, and, and he was able to beat, you know, what, what, who, what people believe, it seems like 50% of the population believes is the greatest player of all time. Um, so I think Steph's had a better legacy but I could still see, like, I don't know. It's Magic probably beat Steph one on one. Yes, I don't know. It's, 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 that debate it feels a little pointless. But you know, Magic's the six. How tall was Magic? Like six, six nine. Nine. Yeah. Six nine point guard that kind of went out of fashion, and to now for some reason coming back into fashion and works with Josh Giddy with Anthony Black. Like some of the tall point guards are coming back. But yeah, um, I think I think I don't know. Do you know Steph has already played more seasons than Magic played? Because when he got HIV, he missed four seasons and they tried to make a comeback. But Magic only played 13 seasons, and Steph has already played 14 seasons. He's going on his 15th season now. Steph got injured. There's bits and pieces. Steph's of, missed like three of those seasons. Yeah, a few a few years there. Um, the I think that there's two things... I don't even want this to be a point guard debate because again, magic is playing point guard, but also magic is playing power forward and center uh, against the Philadelphia uh, 76ers in the playoffs. Cause Kareem is out. So like the, the way their play styles aren't even um, they're not even close that, to where you can compare them again. It's magic and LeBron for me that that's the, that's the true comparison. Uh, the, the thing that swings the player per player against player to magic right now, and Steph's not done yet, is he's got five rings, Steph's got four. The other thing is he's been in the in the finals, or he was in the finals nine times. So he was five and four in the finals. Steph is four and two. two. So the league was smaller. Obviously, there were less teams. You you had uh the Lakers and the Celtics were the heavies of the league. They had just crazy rosters. So that, you know, the, the, there's a comparison that is not exactly apples to apples either. But I think if Steph gets that fifth ring or if he makes a couple more trips to the finals, I think he's absolutely 100% in the argument of what would be considered the top 10 players in the NBA. I think that is a better argument than who is the best point guard, 
who was the best shooting guard, who was the best small forward. Like when you get into like terms of top 10, top 15 of all time, I think, uh, I think Steph, I don't know what people consider Steph to be now, but probably outside of that top 10. Uh, if he gets another ring, I think he's inside of that top 10. Magic is considered somewhere in the top six. I saw Bill Simmons's list of the top six. I think he had Magic, Larry, Kareem, Bill Russell, LeBron, and I forget who the, and MJ, obviously. So that was his, that's like the, considered the top six Steph isn't that far outside of that and I think another ring gets him there another couple finals appearances could possibly get him there as well and then you're sort of in the Tim Duncan Hakeem Olajuwon Shaq range of, of players so it's an uh, you know but this is just what happens when you don't have anything going on is you ask Steph a question and he's like yeah me and then it just creates Content. Has Magic said anything about this? Have you seen anything about from Magic? I have not. I wonder if you compare bank accounts because Magic is Magic kind of set Magic's the table. Like owner, yeah, for all of these uh, for all of these athletes to make big money. He, he's he set up the the way to do it. So Magic is like, all I care about is is bank account. Who's who's winning in the bank? <laughs> um. All right. So that that was a little fun exercise in in the not a whole lot stuff going on in in the league but the warriors since the last time we talked they dropped the schedule and the warriors open up against of all teams phoenix we were kind of wondering was it going to be the lakers was it going to be the kings and then they dropped phoenix on us at home and, and and I think you made a joke and you were like, it's Phoenix because that will be the only way to make sure that Kevin Durant plays that chase when there are fans. Yeah. <laughs> Finally, we can guarantee that. And then they also did Lakers versus Phoenix game two for both of them. So that finally guarantees Kevin Durant and LeBron James will play each other for the first time since like 2019. And fingers crossed, right? Like, you know, something could happen, but I won't, I won't trust that KD is playing that Warriors game the first game of the season until I see him like, tip off you know keep him out of the layup line yeah yep. no yep. layup line for kd bubble chris paul revenge in. game chris paul revenge game that's a good one How, what about clay thompson and and devin booker peace offering game <laughs> <laughs> that's good that's good <laughs> yeah because clay even mentioned it in that that podcast that we talked about on on podcast p where he's like yeah i was in my feelings my bad i just want them to hug before i tip off <laughs> hug but then you know they both like rep kobe and devin booker you know he's tries to be uh, a, a little bit a version of the black mom but he may not want to hug he may just want to cut his throat and be like nope no apologies uh, we're gonna beat you we'll apologize after the game but yeah that would be a fun game to start the season uh chris paul kevin durant steph curry draymond green so much history there and it's they they can market the hell out of it. So I think I think it was a smart thing overall. Though I did sort of like you, I expected Kings just because like that was the best of the the early series in the playoffs. I mean, you know, we were going to chase and standing outside with all those people. It was it was so much fun. But I do think this was a smart one. That they, they they have some opportunities, uh, and and the uh, I think it is the Denver is the Christmas game. That's the one where I'm a little flat on. 
I would that have liked should have been Sacramento. Yeah, I, I wanted Sacramento or Lakers for that Christmas game. Yeah, I agree. And in Denver, so everyone's going to be tired because of the elevation, and they're going they're going to want to just be anywhere but Denver for for Christmas. So that's exactly. that, that's not a that's not a great one for me. Yeah. Um, and then the uh, the first sack game is at home, uh, first of november that's when that's when sac comes to town the, their first road game is actually game two against sacramento so two quick to the you know first two weeks of the season they play sacramento twice a nice little measuring stick there for both teams i think because sacramento is probably going to want to just pace 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 and the warriors just uh signed a uh or just traded for a player who is sort of anti-pace in, in, in Chris Paul. So that'll be quite an interesting thing to see which which sort of, which wins, the pace or the not pace. Yeah, no, uh, it's, I, I, have, I have a feeling Sacramento is going to come out like hungry. Guns a-blazing. Guns a-blazing. So I'm wondering, you know, I feel like sometimes with these Warriors is that they don't like step up to that uh, and match that when other teams like really want to take them out. Um, and because it, it's for them, it's just like, oh, this is our X amount of season doing this together. It's only game two of the season. Like I'll rest up for, you know, I don't have to go as crazy. Um, but I mean, I, I hope because those even during the regular season, those were all fun games. Yeah, they're, they're, to Sacramento, those games mean something. Because, again, even last year, thing. they were measuring stick games for them. And and that that'll continue to to, to be the thing. So the, I don't think the Warriors play the Lakers until. 2024 as far as i can tell uh first game looks to be in january late january at home which is probably an abc game and then i think they play uh they maybe they only play three times really i think unless i'm just misreading the schedule because the, the way that i'm reading the schedule is they play the Clippers in late November, so that's not the Lakers. They play the Clippers back-to-back, a home-and-home, uh, last day of uh, November and then December 2nd. So they get two games out of the Clippers. And then right after the uh, the in-game tournament, the, that, that week of the in-game, in-season in, in tournament, then they play the Clippers again. So they play them three times in a span of, uh, looks like, three weeks or two and a half weeks, actually. So then, as far as the Lakers are concerned, that January 27th at home. Then they played the Clippers again in February. So that's the four, four there. So there. So then January 27th at home. Then they play the Lakers at home again uh, right after the All-Star break. So we're at two. And then we're at two. And then they play on the road in L.A. March 16th. Okay, then then April 9th. So they do play the Lakers four. four times. This is kind of where like the baseball and football schedule with divisions and how you play your football division person twice a season. Mm -hmm. Baseball, I forget the number, but us having to play the Pacific Division, I think it is, four times each team. Like the Pacific Division is by far the best division in basketball. Like you had all every single team from the Pacific Division make the playoffs last year. And the fact that we have to play those guys four times, LA Phoenix Clippers Kings, like that's kind of, that that's kind of brutal. 
it's good though, and the reason it's good is because the, you know you're you're oh the Suns as well. Did you mention this? Yeah, I did. Suns? Yeah. Okay, um, is you know it's kind of like a uh, iron sharpens iron kind of thing, in that you know I'm sh- I'm sure Steve Kerr is looking for opportunities to rest certain guys. You kind of can't rest guys against any of those teams, right? Like last year. You know the Warriors. You you mentioned the records and the Warriors. What, what were the? They were the sixth seed in the playoffs. They were the sixth seed in the entire uh, Western Conference, and they were only in fourth in their division. The Clippers and them tied for uh, for actually tied for third, I guess. But so the, yeah, that just kind of proves your point. Every team in their division was over five hundred, and it would have probably been easier if you were in the Northwest, like the Nuggets. And you could beat up on the Trailblazers and the Jazz, uh, or if you were in the Southwest, you could you could clean up on the Spurs and the Rockets. So, yeah, but you know it's 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 good I think because you, you know, if the Warriors are going to be a good team, like you play the good teams more, uh, you're gonna you not only you're gonna know those guys better, especially come playoffs, but you know you're gonna be sharper when when it gets down to it, and uh, and so I'm totally fine with that. Um, I, I do hope that, uh, you know, one of those teams could maybe fall off a little bit. I hope it's not the Warriors. I mean, yeah. we're looking at the Clippers, right? Like that's the biggest, um, the one that could, you know, if the Harden thing doesn't fall through and then, you know, the injury proneness of PG and Kawhi, that's the team that, you know, you can face them on that back-to-back night where it's just the Warriors versus Russ. And that's, you know, that's that's a likely possibility based on what we've seen from those guys, just, you know, them not being available. All right. How much of this in-season tournament do you even understand at this point? None. I know Richard Jefferson did the video explaining it. I barely watched it. Uh, the, the reason why I wouldn't watch is because his voice is too high-pitched. <laughs> um, but, okay, so I, I'm reading through the NBA.com description of what this is. So it says the inaugural in-season tournament will tip off Friday, November 3rd and culminate with the championship on Saturday, December 9th, the semifinals Thursday, December 7th and championship will take place at T-Mobile. I wonder, I wonder if that's going to be a hot ticket or hot tickets. Um, Sounds pretty interesting. Uh, The in-season tournament will consist of two stages, group play and knockout rounds. The 30 teams were randomly drawn into groups of five within their conference based on win-loss records. So the Warriors got thrown in with like a bunch of random teams. Like it, it like it, it didn't have anything to do with divisions. It was all based around, I, you know, last year's win-loss record. Um, and so the knockout rounds will, eight teams will advance to the knockout rounds. The team with the best standing in group play games uh, in, in group play games in each of the six groups and two wild cards. So best record of the, the, the rest of the teams. And then the knockout rounds will be single elimination in the quarterfinals, semifinals and championship. So one, like that's the cool part of it, which is we're so used to series in, in, uh, in the, in the playoffs and then, so you have these, you know, this group play and you, you know, you, all these teams play against each other and the top two advance. And then you go into this, uh, you know, in, into this single elimination tournament, which is actually 
a really cool idea and nothing that ever happens in basketball. I remember, I want to say in the early 80s, the first round of the playoffs was like two out of three games. But ever since I started watching, I think it was at least best of five. So this is going to be super cool when it comes down to it. Now, the question I have, and then everyone probably has, is what is the reason for teams to want to win this thing, especially if you're dealing with early season injuries? Yeah, I guess it's just whatever the incentive is. If it's like a million dollars per player, I feel like even some of the players who make a ton of money would would be intrigued by that because what's Steph getting paid per? I know this doesn't account for endorsements, but is he on like $55 million per year? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's either 50 or close to 50. Like if it's $50 million per year that he makes, you know, 1 million is 2% of his (laughs) 2% of his annual player contract. Like, I don't know if if you presented me my yearly salary and said, you can make 2% of it. If you try a little hard in this event, I might do it. I think I'd be out. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I guess it's got to be. I don't know what it's got to be an incentive that not only um, I mean, you just have to find an incentive that incentivizes the big guys, the the stars, you know, because, yeah, money's a tough one because they make so much money with their contracts, with their endorsements outside of the NBA, with all of that. Like, I, I just feel like like uh, that 80s or 90s mindset of like, it doesn't matter. I'm playing all 82 with a broken leg. It's just like not there anymore because we want to make sure these players are playing for as long as they can. So I feel like that mindset of of the competitive hunger in their own different ways is, is, has got has decreased a little. So I just, I feel like you can't, it's hard to, it's hard to get these guys to care about something like this unless the incentive makes a lot of sense. And someone mentioned... I think someone on ESPN, I don't know if it was Bon Temps, but he was like, oh, automatic playoffs. And then it's like, okay, how do you incorporate that? Because then the team that gets automatic playoffs is like kind of coasting the rest of the way, mm-hmm. you know? And it's, I, I don't even know how to how that would work. Like if the Warriors got automatic playoffs, it's like, okay, CP and Steph, like take the rest of the year off and we'll see you. <laughs> you know, even if we get the eight seed, we like you guys on 50 games rest <laughs> to to have our best shot at this. I don't know. You okay, know? this this is this is so kind of hard to follow. So I already screwed this up. So it's they're, they're not grouped based on record. They their pots were based on record. So they got put into five pots, and then so all you know the top teams that had the the best records were in one pot, and then you kind of went down until you got to the pot five. And then you were randomly picked for uh, a group. And was the so the pots were based on a record. And I feel like that works for this season. But last season, like like when Utah dumped Mitchell and Rudy, would they have been based on the year before's record? But when really they're a team that is of the bottom pot, but they're put in the top pot. Like and then I, and then I think that's why they still randomize it from there. Yeah. So because okay, so who who do the Warriors play in their uh, in their grouping here? The Kings who are a, a top team, probably going to be a top team again this year. The Timberwolves, who are were a 500 team, but should be better, especially with Ant Evans, who we'll talk about in, in a second. Ant Edwards. Hey, hey, what did I say? Evans. Oh, that he, He's uh, actually, he used to work for the UFC, Ant Evans. Um, and the Thunder, who were below 500 but should be much better too yeah they're not a below 500 team it feels like and then the spurs who were 
terrible, but should be at least a little bit better with Wembenyama. So the the Warriors are not in an easy group, I don't think. Uh, I think in, I think they're yeah. in a very competitive group here. Yeah. Did any West group get so? There's three teams that I think we can probably shoe in as teams that are going to try and rebuild. Like like Utah, I don't expect much from them this year. I don't. Uh, you know what? They could be doing a little bit of something now. They went and got John Collins. Like, but okay. What's Houston? Even Houston, yeah. No, <laughs> everyone kind of reloaded in the West. Like the only obvious rebuilding teams is if the Portland Trailblazers get rid of Dame. You know, and I think the reason why they do this so early in the season is because teams aren't tanking yet. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. if you do it late in the season, and then all you know, some teams are just ravaged by injuries and they're just not trying. So, so you do want to do it before. The West is insane. Now that like when you think about it, like for for the East, you know, I feel like there's a few more teams like Washington, who we probably could easily say is not a playoff team. Um, Charlotte, we could easily say is not a playoff team. I think the Magic will find a tough time making the playoffs. Like they they feel like they have more teams, whereas like all, a lot of the teams in the West are really shooting for at least a play in team, play in spot. Yep. So, damn. Um. Yeah. So the uh, the prize. Uh, will be the prize pool will be allocated to the players and the teams that participate in the knockout rounds with allocations increasing depending on how far a team progresses at the conclusion. The NBA will name the most valuable player of the competition and an all tournament team selection nice. will be based on the player's performance in both group play and knockout rounds. Let's just hope they don't name this after players like they started naming all the awards uh, that that they give out. The, the Jerry West Award and all of these different awards. I think it'd be fun. Like, say some random player goes off. Like, this is Karis LeVert Award. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, Lou Will said that he deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. He said him and... Uh, who was the Jamal other guy? Crawford. Yeah, he said they both should. So maybe they should be the award, the names of the awards. I think it's a fun idea. And I think it'll create some early season interest where maybe NBA fans are not even really paying attention yet because it's still you know, football season. Yeah, it's still football season. So there will, you know, and, and if you get those games marketed well, like that's really going to be what the key is, is you got to market the tournament well so that people feel like it's special. And then the first one, it has to be good. Like you have to have LeBron. Like I would just, if, I, if I'm Adam Silver, I'd just be like, hey, man we just need you to market the hell out of this. You need to talk about how important it is on Instagram. We're going to do interviews with you. You're going to talk about how this is like a pioneering idea for the league. And you want to be at the top because Bill Simmons keeps saying this guy's going to get the Las Vegas uh, franchise when he retires. So maybe there's just part of the deal. Hey, you're going to get this thing. You just got to do some work for us here because if it's not, if people feel like this tournament is just an also ran kind of thing, then next year it's just going to be dead. So yep. this year's really they got to go all out. Yep, yeah, I they got to go all out. And uh, yeah, I kind of wonder though if okay, you were in summer league this this year, and I know you're not a Vegas guy. I wouldn't say I'm a Vegas guy though. I've been a lot. I can I, I'm a Vegas guy for like a day and a half, and then I'm ready to come home. But. If they do something for NBA media, th that that conference that they were doing, the NBA con, um, 
you know, podcast stuff, if they really, really market this as like a really cool place for content creators, it doesn't sound like a bad idea to just see it. Just what is this thing? We're, we're kind of at the first NBA tournament. I don't know. Kind of intrigued. That's how I I felt with say no. That's how I felt with NBA con though. I was like, Ooh, first one, we got to do it. It sucked. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, but you were you were way more interested in the in the summer league game. So yeah, totally, totally. Um, yeah, no, I would totally be intrigued to do it. <laughs> I, yeah, I'd well, be intrigued to go. But you you got to see see what your friends think. I'll, maybe we can get um, yeah, maybe we can get your uncle to come. I don't know. He I don't know if he'd be willing to come to it. But we it'd be fun just to get a couple people and just to see what it's like. I would imagine those tickets are probably pretty expensive though for those for those uh knockout round games or no mm. it's, it's the semifinals and the finals i guess will be in vegas yeah and because yeah, there's limited know. tickets right there's there's only what there would only be three games i guess so you you, you would they i wonder where they're playing would they they wouldn't throw them in the unit unlv thing no again? t-mobile okay okay yeah it's t-mobile um all right let's uh let's talk about these i don't know how how closely you paid attention if at all but the athletic and Seth Partnow, every year he puts out this player's tiers. So he takes the top 125 players and groups them into five tiers. And I thought it was interesting, not that I completely understand how he's ranking these guys, but I sort of looked at it as an exercise in how many of the top 125 players do the Warriors actually have. Mm-hmm. And so when I looked at the list... I thought they're probably a five, huh? So I'll, t- I'll tell you here in a second, but it's not it, 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 basically what I was paying attention to was it wasn't even really about how highly Steph was ranked. It was about how low everybody else was ranked. <laughs> like, cause you think of, uh, you think of Wiggins, right? And you're like, Oh, like he's the perfect player for the warriors. Like everything he does is everything that the Warriors need. He doesn't ask for the basketball constantly. Like he's a team player. He does a lot of the hard stuff. And then I look at what his tier is and I'm like, oh, they have him in the fourth tier. So it's like the fifth tier uh, is, I, I don't know exactly what it is, but the tiers actually, once you get to like the last two tiers, the last two tiers are like 24 players or something like that. So, the way that it worked is Clay Thompson bringing up the rear in tier five. Like he barely made the, the tier five, obviously because of his last year's season, but it made me think, and I've, we've talked about this a little bit. I think Clay Thompson is going into the season completely underrated and it's, it doesn't have to do with the age thing necessarily. It has to do with the fact that, these knee injuries, and not only him, he had the knee and the Achilles injury. Usually it takes, you know, two years for you to come back at full strength. And it will be two years for him by mid-season. And that's why I think that he is going to have a bounce back year. Now, that is basically me saying that his shot selection was was frustration. For, for not having his legs and he, he was needing to put up shots to match points that he was expecting. And I think a lot of these things will be more fluid for him and less forced because when I look at clay Thompson, 
as a tier five player, I think mm, they're sliding my guy here a little bit. And, you know, we're, we're, we were his biggest critics as, as well as his biggest fans, the way that he played in the playoffs last year. But what do you think about Clay as a tier five guy? The thing is, is that Seth Partnell is pretty like he's a pretty numbers type of analyst. Yeah, this, a lot of this is analytics based for sure. I'm sure there's a ton of advanced analytics that come up into making this list. But what kind of confuses me is that Clay on paper during the regular season had an above like top 75 player type of stat line. So it's interesting to see that whatever his breakdown was didn't value Clay's regular season as much because, because, you know, you say Clay Thompson was bad last year. He was bad in the playoffs. He had a pretty solid regular season. From what I remember 20 something points per game, maybe not, not was probably greatly low. efficient. Yeah. It's probably like 40 something percent, maybe low forties. Even then though, I, I think there's, that's it's pretty common amongst a lot of players, but yeah, I just feel like with Clay though, it's like, you know, his, his whole career, it's kind of been this shot jacker who he plays excellent defense two-way. And it's like, you know, he kind of still hasn't really changed the shot selection, but defense has gone down and the shot making ability seems to have gone down a little bit. Um, and I don't know if that's a one-off year, but yeah, I feel like um, if there's something to look forward to, I actually feel like he was starting to guard wings a little better. Um, and then maybe, I mean, I just it just feels like, like it feels like him putting up the shot, his shot selection just feels like it needs to get better, but it feels like that's just not, that's taking away something from clay that makes clay clay. So it's just his, his green light that we, that he has the analytics that were, that he is using is something called minutes per win. Uh, he probably made, he probably created that. He says it's an estimate based on a blend of three seasons of estimated plus minus. Thanks to Taylor Snar of dunksandthrees.com for letting me use and abuse his metric. And three and the three season version of NBA's shotcharts.com's RAPM model. An average NBA player will create a win about every 485 to 490 minutes or so. There are 480 minutes played between both teams in a regular season regulation game and factoring in overtime periods adds a little to that number. So I'm not even going to pretend that I understand any of this. He also uses regularize adjusted plus minus. So I think what this means is he's projecting that clay is just going to continue to get worse uh, is mm. the deal. But here, here's the other thing. And I don't know if this is, a big deal or not, especially to Clay. But Clay's big on sort of respect and, you know, people ha- pe- people judging his game and stuff. This is, a, this is the last year of his contract, correct? Correct. So he's essentially playing for another deal, whether that happens with the Warriors or not. I think there's going to be a little incentive for Clay to clean it up a little bit this year. Yeah, I totally agree with you. And I think that, you know, we, we've talked about it multiple times on this podcast, but so I'm going to make it quick. But last year, he said that he had a mental block from playing offseason ball, five on five ball in the previous offseason. So they won the championship and he didn't want to really do as much working out that summer because there was mentally he was like, I don't want to get hurt again. And I'm just a little scared. And then he came into the season a little sloppy and a little slow. I've sent you and Ben a couple clips now. The guy's been working out. The guy's been doing some of those 
not, not tournament, but some of those runs that you kind of that look a little corny and cheesy that you see all the NBA players do. Um, he's been working out with J Law, who's a uh, who's worked out with Giddy and Dyson Daniels a lot. Um, he's where he's he did the uh, Brickley Chris Brickley gym stuff with Kevin Love. Speaking of man, why the guy should have gotten us Kevin Love this offseason? It seemed like tight. <laughs> um, maybe he'll get us PG, <laughs> but. No, I, I think that I think that if there is a year to bet on Clay, uh, to 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 kind of break the trend of him continuing to decrease, it would be this year. But I also I could see from like the, you know, just the regular fan base perspective, or like just if you know if I was a betting man and I didn't have any allegiance to the Warriors, I'd probably continue to bet on Clay, f- continuing to go down just based on what we've seen. But you know, being a Warriors fan and trying to be optimistic about this stuff, I think it does mean a great deal of clay doing this offseason stuff that should come ready to go. And, you know, you hope with the addition of Chris Paul, he gets a lot more better looks than having to create his own looks because what Jordan Poole wasn't able to provide in the playoffs, it seems like clay tried to pick up a bulk of that. Um, you know, JP not being able to get anything going well, they need another shot creator. And Clay was like, I could do it. Uh, so maybe hopefully, hopefully it's, it's, these are some of the right additions to elevate him. Other players in this tier, and, I, and I'll name the, the Warriors players in this tier too. Other players, guys like Dylan Brooks, DeAndre Hunter, Anthony Simons, Jordan Poole, also in, uh, in tier 5A, Russ, uh, Spencer Dinwiddie. D, D they Angelo. ranked or is it just in the tier? The, these guys are all in the tier. Okay. He did not singularly rank them. Kevin Herter. Um, Kavon Looney also in this tier, and there's oh a, Looney made it. Okay, yeah, so Looney, we probably Looney have six it. in the top one. Yeah, we have six in the top one twenty-five. Uh, Malik Monk, Gary Payton. Wow, Malik the second Monk feels low. Oh, so, so seven Gary players. Payton. So now we got seven. Yeah, so we'll have seven. <laughs> what the that's hell? Not, that, that's not bad, right? Like it's not bad. Seven players out of the top one twenty-five is a pretty good number. Um, I, I, I wish I, I wish I did this and sort of figured out what team had the most players mm-hmm. inside the 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 one twenty five. I don't. I wonder if he has a. Uh, he may have a list where he where he kind of. Summarized. I think you'd be shocked. I would not be surprised if we were like number one, or maybe the Lakers were kind of close because like Denver's team. You know, I'm sure they don't have more than five. Yeah, and they're the champs. You know, Boston's probably someone a team that I would probably be in that range too. All right, so in the fourth tier, um, this is uh, Chris Paul. So Chris Paul, going back to 2020, was in the uh, between the second and third tier all the way until last year when he he made the drop from tier two to tier three, and now is at tier four. Uh, so this is another one where, kind of like Clay, I think the the guesstimation or the projections is that uh, play is going to lessen. And, and that's kind of what happens. That's got to be what it is. Yeah. So some other guys in this tier, Brandon Ingram, surprisingly, I thought wow. he'd be a tier three guy. Me Same too. with Sabonis. I thought Sabonis would be a tier three guy. Andrew Wiggins is a tier four guy. Now, Andrew Wiggins has actually gone upward uh, from the last few years, according to this metric or this table or, or whatever, whatever you want to call it, that this analysis, he was a tier five guy all the way back to uh, July of 2020. 
other folks in this tier, Desmond Bain, Chris Stops, Aaron Gordon, uh, Carl Anthony Towns, surprisingly a 4B player. So he actually split them <laughs> up for 4A and 4B. Cat, a 4B player. That's, that's surprising because you would think, especially the way that he's paid, that he would ha- have to be in like the top one or, you know, the top two or three uh, tiers. Uh, other players, uh, Marcus Smart, DeAndre Ayton, Cade Cunningham. And, you know, you got to you got to think Cade Cunningham's about Around, to what the hell? Yeah. If you're if these are like kind of projections or predictions, I would think Clay would uh, Cade would have been higher. Josh Giddy as well higher. in this yeah. tier. Um, and uh, and our guy. Well, the, the guy that we love, except when he plays the Warriors, Keegan Murray is also in tier four. Ah, he, split wow. them into, he split them into three different buckets. So these guys are four C. I, I don't even understand what, what the, what those buckets are, but uh, then we get to tier three and uh, tier three, Ant Edwards, Jalen Brown, Donovan Mitchell. So you're talking about, you know, some really quality, quality basketball players, Jared Jackson. Yeah, no Trae way. Young. Andrew Wiggins is going to make this, this one. Now that you look at who's in it. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Kyrie Irving, uh, Chris Middleton, Drew holiday, and one Draymond Green. Good job, uh, Draymond, Draymond uh, he, he was in 3A as of uh, July 20th, or July 2020. He is now in the 3B range, so he, he's in 3B. Uh, Zion Williamson's in 3B, uh, and guys like Halliburton and Bridges and LaMelo are in 3C. Ooh. So now we get to the top 20-some-odd people in, in these tiers. LeBron James, tier 2A. Kawhi Leonard, tier 2A. Talk about finals MVPs. Jimmy Butler, 2A. Jason Tatum, 2A. Devin Booker, 2A. Anthony Davis, John Morant, Damian Lillard, James Harden, 2B. Or no, sorry, James Harden's 2C. Damian Lillard, 2B. Thank God. I was about to say, Damian Lillard and James Harden should not be in the same stratosphere right now. James Harden, Paul George, Jamal Murray, Shea, uh, SGA all in two C. Huh. So that takes us to the the top uh the top six here. Uh in tier one you know be. tier one B. Kevin Durant, Luka Doncic, Joel Embiid, Tier One A, Jokic, Giannis, and Steph. Hell yeah. So that's how we did our um, top 25 players. I think we did. I fought for Jokic number one. This was last year going into this last season. So last summer going into the, to the next season. But we had we had Giannis, Jokic, Steph. I fought for Jokic, Giannis, Steph. But look at that still. All right. So Steph, according to the analysts, still uh the you know in in the upper upper echelon of, of valuable players the, i'm surprised yeah, that i'm <laughs> well you know what i'm surprised about i feel like if the if this analysis was a little bit more flashy like if this was done on espn more the lebron haters would be coming at steph right now something crazy yeah or who's Darren not the lebron haters the lebron fans Darren fox, fox at least tier 3 uh Darren fox was His- in just command uh yeah Darren Fox is 3A. Yeah, even uh yeah, I guess that sounds right. Well, they they are taking like a few years of data, not just like last year. Yeah. 
for sure. It just feels like yeah. if you're doing projections, I feel like they are a little low on like Halliburton. I think this is an all NBA season for Halliburton. I think this is a top seven MVP campaign for Anthony Edwards. I think this is a big, another, I don't know if Shea Gilgis Alexander can take another leap from 30 points per game, but I think he does it again at like 27 at least and is able to make a, the playoffs really. So I, I don't know some of, some of those guys, like, I think I'd rather have SGA than Harden for sure. So have you, uh, have you followed any of the FIBA stuff yet? Have. Okay. Do you know that on the uh, the the website, the FIBA website, is a picture of SGA and Team Canada? They're stacked. I was like, I was like looking at it, going like, wait, Team Canada? Like, who's on Team Canada? And I just steady his face for like about ten seconds. I was like, oh, that's SGA. I didn't even realize that he was Canadian. Yeah, him, RJ Barrett, and if they had Wiggins, I don't know why Wiggins didn't play. That would have been a really nice team. Yeah, well, you know, Wiggins is, I'm sure. Wiggins usually plays it. Well, I'm sure he's going to play the Olympics. Yeah. Right? He'll, I'm sure he'll play the Olympics. Um, All right, so the only thing that sucks about these uh, world the, the World Cup is that these games, because they're playing them in the Philippines, the games are on so early in the morning. Uh, the I think Team USA plays Saturday, but it's like at 5.40 a.m. So that yeah, is a rough tough. one. I'm just going to record it. Yeah, but how are you not going to find out what happens? I know. Our, I mean, what do you think is going to happen? Have you seen our pool? Like, those teams suck. This is no offense to the other countries, but it's New Zealand, Jordan, and oh, Germany. Are you groups? Our, yeah, our pool. It's yeah, New yeah. Zealand, Jordan, and Greece without Giannis, right? Well, I mean, this is this is group play. This is kind of what the in-season tournament's going to be like, where you get stuck in the groups, and it's the top two or whatever finishers yeah. out, outside of the group go to the next round. I'm just um, saying, like, we should clear these three games. So I, I don't know uh, these uh, the, the Greece team. Uh, we so, beat them in exhibition. So I can't tell. I think uh, Giannis is brother is on this team but Two i can't brothers, both of them. I, I can't uh, i can't figure out if anybody else has has played in, in the nba uh the jordan team i don't think anybody oh ronde hollis jefferson actually he's a oh. he's an nba player so he's, he's on right, that baby. team uh and then in new zealand uh yeah i don't recognize any of these names so yeah i mean team usa should really clean up in this group uh what do you think about the actual roster, though? Do you like the, I love the it. fit? I do. I feel like most people, I don't, know about, I, I don't want to group people, but, you know, you, you see that roster and you're like, ooh, no LeBron, no KD, no Steph, uh, you know, who, no Tatum, no Damian Lillard, no James Harden. Like, oh, this team's going to suck. But no, these are guys who are up-and-coming stars who Steve Kerr put together a team that fits together, you know? Like, of course, he picked Mikel Bridges to start. Like, that's such a Steve Kerr guy. Of yeah, course, Jared Jackson. Yeah, that guy hound fight. Steph Curry yeah. for how many years now? Exactly, exactly. I think the team fits together really well. And I was expecting Halliburton to be starting, um, but it's Brunson. And, and I kind of I mean, like him. Like, he may end up, like, you know, you know kind of how yeah. uh, D. Wade was, like, the leading scorer that one year, even though he came off the bench. Halliburton may actually play better he than Brunson. Yeah, yeah, maybe he closes. I wouldn't be surprised if Halliburton doesn't start, but closes. I think yeah, they might Kurt... play him together because Halliburton's yeah. big. And they're both, they're both really smart players, but you know, Brunson, I think is, is very, um, 
like a very slow type of like Luca, you know, the, the very slow, bring the ball up slow, you know, gets into the offense a little slower. Halliburton's all go, go, go. He's Mr. Pace. While J like he resembles the Kings, while while Jalen Brunson resembles, you know, the Chris Paul slow mm-hmm. type of point guard. So, you know, they they kind of balance out balance each other out and counteract each other really well. But you talk De- about a starting De'Aaron lineup, Fox would have been f- fun on this team. Oh my god, man. I'm more people I'm ready for I'm ready for De'Aaron Fox. I I I think Steph should sign De'Aaron Fox. We talked about it briefly, but Steph should sign De'Aaron Fox as the first signature athlete to that Curry brand. Yeah, that'd be cool. But then again, is he going to want to be under Big Brother though? That would be another. I a mean, he already we wore his shoes the entire playoffs. I don't yeah, think that's, kind of... that's true. That's <laughs> um, uh, true. I think the only thing that's really missing from this team is a bonafide alpha. I, I think Edwards kind of turned into that. And plus, in Brunson, he's kind of an underrated. Like, I mean, Brunson played with Luca, and he was like, "Nope, I'm taking this shot, dude." So he's got that little dog in him, and, and so I think that works. I think I, I would say they're missing a big, a scoring big. Like Jaron Jackson is is athletic, and he's going to defend. But you're not going to like if you need a bucket, like he's not going to get that bucket. It's more likely going to be Brunson or Edwards. If they had, and There's, is the, there the, any more good American scoring bigs? Like Cat's playing for the Dominican, you know that's the only one I could think of. American Anthony Davis, he's not going to play this. Well, the 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 one spot that seems to be kind of like the odd spot is Paolo. Yeah, you know he's he's a, such a young player. He's not super efficient yet, and he's probably going to get lost a little bit on this roster. Uh, but it, yeah, if you had like one guy you could just put in the paint and get a bucket, I think that would that would round out this team Uh, looking at the rest of these rosters, um, Lithuania, uh, uh, Valanchunas is playing. uh, So is uh, um, I guess, I I, I guess I thought this was another NBA player, but I don't think so. Uh, Montiunis, Montiunis is playing. Mm -hmm. Those are the, wasn't Montiunis the guy who was so sweaty against the Warriors that he caused Steph Curry to sprain his knee in, in 16. Wasn't that who that was? <laughs> I don't remember that. I think it was. Memory. I think I think it was uh, with the Rockets in that thing. Like he was so sweaty that he hits the floor, and then he creates, creates like, like a wet this puddle. big wet spot, and that's how Steph hurts his knee is because that that's wet crazy. spot. Are you gonna? Uh, do you want to talk about like the like the teams with like to have or that are good, or do you want to go all the way down? Because what we should talk about is one the Warriors that will be on these teams because we I think we have three guys who are playing. Oh really? Yeah, we have Saric on Croatia. We have okay. Lester Quinones on the Dominican, and we have Guy Santos on Brazil. Oh wow, I didn't even know that. Wait, because I, I, I was I was looking through the roster, just looking for. for it's because you won't you won't notice Guy's name on there. I told you about this. It's like well, Guillerme. Oh, wow. I so yeah. I, I, so I, I guess I got a possible if if it's possible to watch some of these other teams. Yeah. I heard. I heard. Um. Ooh, uh, shoot. I just said his name, Croatia. Saric. I heard he was uh-huh. playing well. I heard he was playing really well. What about Team Australia? They're good. I think I, Team Dyson, Australia is the one I'm worried about the most. Dyson Daniels, Matisse Tybel, Josh Giddy, Patty Mills, Josh Green, Joe Angles, Dante Exum. Jock uh, Landell. Jo- is he on that team? I don't, I don't see him on this roster. Oh. Um, Germany. They already beat Germany. Mo Wagner. 
But what about the other Wagner? Franz. Franz, yeah. he is on that team. He is on the team. He was really good. There you go. And then Schroeder. Um, but yeah, it's it's Australia is a is a threat. Um, they just passed the ball really well. I was able to watch Australia versus France, who's France is supposed to be, you know, like the number two who's supposed to and, and Australia seemed like they were taking care of them pretty easily. And it was a close game, but it felt like Australia was making a lot of dumb mistakes and they were still able to come back. Um, but Australia looks really good. There's France, and then they are there is Germany, like you mentioned. There's Slovenia with Luca, and that team just relies on Luca playing. I think Team Canada is probably number two or number three threat. Um, so I'd so I'd say my personal list is USA one, Australia two, Canada three, France four, and then that five spot is kind of like I still need to see more, whether it's Germany, whether it's Slovenia, whether it's I don't know if the Dominican makes any noise with Cat. Or the Spain. Bahamas, Spain. Who do they... Rudy Fernandez is still playing for Spain at age 38. Holy cow. <laughs> <laughs> and Willie Hernan Gomez is, is playing both. I think Wancho's playing and too. And Wancho too. Holy cow. That's not that good of a team, though. That's not the Gasol brothers. That's not Ricky and, Rubio. Yeah, that's, no Ricky Rubio. That's that's the Hernan Gomez brothers who are just <laughs> barely get any run in the NBA as it is. Okay, so let's look at Canada. Lou Dort. Shea Gildress Alexander, Dwight Powell, RJ Barrett, Kelly Olinick, uh, Dylan Brooks. Dylan Brooks, Canadian? Yep. Uh, yeah, that's a pretty good team. It's a good squad. And then uh, you mentioned France, Rudy Gobert, Fournier, Evan Fournier, uh, Latvia, Lebanon. Wow, there's so many teams. Okay, here's my dark horse. Okay, I'm going to give you my dark horse. And you remember how in the WBC, uh, I was just, well, I don't know if you remember, but I bought a Team USA hat because I could find it. Mm-hmm. But I was looking for like Team Japan, uh, like hats or Please don't whatever. Tell me Japan's your dark horse with Yudai Yude Baba. <laughs> Watanabe, baby. Watanabe. Watanabe is going to be like a 30 point scorer in this. In this uh, who's, who's in his group? It's. Uh, it's Group E, Australia. Uh, so that's oh god, Finland. Isn't that uh, Larry uh, Markkinen? Yeah, Larry yeah. Markkinen's in this in Finland. Uh, Germany. That's a and, tough. That's and a, Japan. That is a tough pool. They are going zero yeah, and three. That is a rough one. Yeah, because uh, so in this Wikipedia page, you can see the the team that they all play for, and so if you have an NBA team, then they they show the team. So for instance, uh, Germany. Tice for the Pacers, Wagner for the Magic, Schroeder for the Raptors. For Japan, it is Watanabe, Phoenix Suns, and then it is a bunch of guys from like the Yokohama B Corsairs and the Chiba Jets, Funabashi, and the Shinsu Brave Warriors. Former G League warrior. We talked about him last year. Yeah, he played for the Texas Legends last year. (laughs) The Texas Legends Uh, are a... uh, a G League team, so I guess you know that's still NBA connected. So what yeah. about what about the Bahamas? That's a team, you know. They got I think they got Eric Gordon, DeAndre Ayton, Buddy Heald, and there's one more I think that I'm forgetting. Um, but I, I wonder if they can make some noise. I'm still trying they to even figure make out. the tournament. Oh man, did they not? Yeah, because I'm looking at the um, I'm I'm looking at the list of all of the teams, and I do not see the Bahamas. Maybe just look up Ayton. Yeah, I can't find them on this list huh. unless this Wikipedia page is not complete, mm. which I think it's complete. But interesting, who knows? Anyways, this this should be pretty fun. It'll tide us over 
you know, there's the, we're in this weird spot in in the calendar where, you know, it's sort of the dog days of baseball of the summer, end of the summer, foreign crappy preseason football. Everyone's scheduling their fantasy football drafts, and then basketball. We're still about a month and a half away, so this is a this is a interesting time. Maybe we will get a little bit of FIBA going on. And then, yeah, it should be fun. I just, it's just going to be so hard to watch this stuff because of the times. Yeah. Uh, oh, all right. Do you think, do you think, um, what is the Olympics? Is it in two or three years then? I think it's next year. Okay. Oh, the Olympics is next year. I think so. And uh, where is it again? Oh, we just talked about this. Is it like France? Why are you going to go? No, but you I'm wondering, travel, man. I, I'm wondering, Paris, is, it's in Paris. Yeah. So I'm wondering if if we get Steph and LeBron, if they do it. It's the last chance to do I, it. I think I expect Steph to do it. I think you get Steph, you get LeBron, you get KD. You get KD. Ooh. And you may and because You're getting of Draymond. Those, You're getting yeah, because Draymond. of those connections, I think you get Draymond too. And because Steve Kerr's the coach, you get Draymond. And these guys, you know, that would be interesting with from the FIBA team is who kind of makes that impression to Steve that he should be on the big team. And I years. think Ant definitely. I'm looking at Ant and I'm looking at Bridges, Jaron Jackson, and Halliburton. That's what I'm looking at. I don't know. Jaron Jackson, he, he might get he, in a fight with This plays Draymond. the role well. <laughs> Him and Draymond are really close. Because <laughs> the Michi- it's Michigan connection, right? Or Michigan yeah. State? Michigan State. Michigan State connection? No, yeah. Uh, th- that's a great point. Steph, that's the one thing that he hasn't checked off. Well, yep. I mean, he didn't win an NCAA title, but that's very rare for, for a lot of these players. wonder if uh, CP does it. No, nah, I think he's too old by then. I mean, maybe, maybe he's like, but is it just one of those where it's like, I know I'm probably not good enough anymore, but I have the leeway and I have the save because my name is Chris Paul. I'm a member of the Golden State Warriors and I'm friends with Stephen Curry <laughs> and LeBron. And... We'll see if he's friends with Stephen Curry by the end of this. True, season. true. Uh, all right. So uh, if there is stuff, we will try to be back next week. But if not, I'm totally fine with us doing this every two weeks thing. I mean, this is what Rod and I are doing on, on We Want Winners until the actual game starts. So uh, well, well, actually, and we've been back actually these last couple of weeks because there have been preseason games and we'll be back tomorrow night, Friday night after 49ers chargers. But yeah, I mean, you know, I'm totally fine doing this uh, every two weeks if, but if there's news, then we'll, we'll try and get back every week. So, uh, yeah, fun show. We kind of created a show out of thin air. Uh, and, uh, thank you to, uh, the Thanks, Stephen a yeah, and the Gilbert arenas yeah. podcast. Yeah. All right, for Bri, I'm Double G. We will see you when we see you. Peace out. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.